0: Hey there, folks. Before we get started, I have a five-star review to read to you. Uh, This was left on Monday by John T. Cagle. I think I'm saying that right. Five stars, comedy savior. This is, uh, I didn't pay for this review, by the way. Uh, He writes, I love your work, and I'm interested in booking you for a show in my house. And part of the show needs to be us becoming best friends forever. But if that doesn't pan out, then I'm only saying that as a joke. Thank you for your art sir. Wow. Thank you John T. Kagel. Uh, you know what in a time like this I would perform at your house. I would perform in a backyard. Um, and that leads me to let you know I performed in a park which I think you guys know. And I posted the 20 or so minute set up on my YouTube page. Go check it out. Go watch. Make sure you click all the ads. And thank you John for the 5 star review. If you want your review read right in this opening buffer part that, you know, I just, uh, that I just did, uh, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review and a comment, and I'll read it, is it even called iTunes anymore? I don't think it's called iTunes, I think it's just called podcasts, casts, podcast, that's a tough one to say, podcasts, it's like saying edited, edited, whatever, uh, that's everything I have to tell you, other than that, Blah, 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 blah. Thanks for the review. Hit the music. This, this Week in Zoltan. Zoltan. And action. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan episode. It's 3.05, and we're coming at you. It's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, getting a late start. It's 2 in the afternoon because there's, I, I start when I want. I don't know if you know that. I, uh, there's no one in charge. I am the manager, the CEO, the HR department, the district supervisor, uh, the guy who cleans the commodes, I'm all of those things, the cafeteria lead, the head cat scratcher, I am all of those things in one because I am self-employed, and I just realized my real privilege in all of this, you know, privilege has become such a nasty word uh, to some people that look like me uh but I think I realized my real privilege during all of this when I actually sat down and I thought about my biggest fear during the pandemic is that I might have to get a job and that's when it all clicked that I'm like oh I'm pretty fortunate I'm pretty lucky I'm kind of privileged in that sense Definitely dug my way through the muck and the mire of the comedy scene to, you know, finally make it to a level where I can uh, make a living. And I've been doing that for five years now. But if this pandemic continues for like a couple more years, I'll eventually be begging Amazon to be a delivery driver. So (laughs) keep that out there. If any of you people watching this, listening to this, downloading this, streaming this, Run a business in like a couple years. I might be uh, brushing up my resume. Because comedy is dead and I'm a YouTube content creator. Which it feels like you're either Jake Paul making a million dollars or you're me. And you're like, I guess this covers the rent. I guess it's doing that. Anyway, I'm not starting off with negativity. I'm bringing positivity right to your damn dumb faces. I don't know why I called you dumb. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I'm bringing them right to your ears and your headphones and your uh, salivary glance. What? I should redo this open, but I'm not gonna. We're, we're sticking it to it. Um, it's hot. That's why my thoughts are all scattered. We just went through a heat wave. I should have recorded this yesterday. Yesterday it was cloudy or it, the sun was blocked out by smoke fire, uh, fire smoke. I couldn't tell the difference. It was either cloudy and overcast yesterday where all the smoke from the wildfires in California finally blocked out the sun and somehow brought the temperature down 30 degrees. Because over the Labor Day weekend, it was, it got up to like 110. It was like 100 at the beach. It was 110 inland, and I think the deserts just caught on fire. I don't know what happened in Palm Springs. I think Palm Springs is no more. I think all the elderly retirees and golfers in Palm Springs have burst into flames and nothing is left but an ash remembrance of them, like uh, like the people of Pompeii. You didn't think I knew that, did you? Yes, I paid attention during 6th grade world history, and uh, Pompeii, the volcano. Yep, that's what that reference was. But anyway, uh, it was a million degrees, and uh, you know what it is? When it's hot, you can't think. You can think when it's cold. But when it's hot, you can't think. And that's why there's been so much anger. There's been so much aggression. I think America just needs some time in air conditioning. Alright? I think that's all we need. I think America just needs to make air conditioning a human right. And I think if all of us get to spend like an hour in some solid AC, I think we could come out of that clear-headed and able to discuss our differences in a civilized manner. Ah, oh, I almost finished that sentence like I truly believed it. I don't think AC will help, but I think it would help me. I'd like some AC. I think that's the next upgrade in my life. I up, I've upgraded a few things in my life. I now have a French press. I have a baby pool outside. Uh, I just bought a projector that for some reason doesn't stream Netflix or Hulu. Only YouTube, which is... I don't I don't even know how they pulled that off. Um, But the next thing I need to upgrade in my life is air conditioning. I need to sacrifice one of the two windows I have here in the studio apartment to circulate conditioned air so I feel less likely to punch a stranger in the face. Because that's why AC was invented. It was invented by businesses that wanted their customers to stop punching each other in the face over things that didn't matter. And they're like, how do we do it? I'm just trying to run a pharmacy. I started selling ice cream. I thought that might cool down strangers enough to not want to assault each other, but it's not happening. People are punching strangers that they've never met before right in the beak. How do we stop it? And then they're like, I think it's too hot. I think we need to pump cool conditioned air into a store so strangers aren't resorting to violence uh, when they're just trying to deal with their heat stroke. And that's what I need. I need that in my house. There's no one here to punch but just for my own sanity. Uh, that's what's been going on. There's been a lot of fighting going on. Oh boy. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you guys have been living under a rock. I don't know if you guys do social media or go outside. It's tense out there. People are tense. There's fistfights which I think I watched like five fistfight videos on Twitter. I just uh, this is the one I saw a couple days ago. It was in Massachusetts, Pittsfield, I believe. Uh, Massachusetts, let me look this up, somewhere here, yeah, here it is, Pittsfield, Mass- Massachusetts, you say that, and sound sober, I bet you you can't, um, <laughs> there was uh, there was a rally there, and two people, I for the sake of YouTube, because I'm going to post this on YouTube, I'm not even going to say what the two sides were, you know what the two sides were, you know them, you know that one side was wearing something that this that side wears. And you know the other side is fighting for something. And you know what? I'm just glad they didn't shoot each other. I think this is an upgrade. I think, go what? Who's texting me? I gotta do this all over again. No. No. Delete and report as junk. I was just, you know what that was? I got a text from my number neighbor. And he uh, he challenged me to like a game of virtual pool. And you know what I want to do? I want to fist fight him like he's on the other side of the political aisle. Don't do that. Don't just text random numbers. Oh, I'm your number neighbor. Oh, I wish you were my real neighbor so I could walk across my alley and sucky you in the nose. That's what I want to do with you. I'm over here recording a world renowned podcast. How dare you? Now I gotta fix this in post when I clip this together to make my dumb YouTube video. But um, Where was it? It was on my Twitter app. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a rally in Pittsfield. I'm not like I said, I'm not gonna tell you what the rally was. You already know what the rally was. There was a rally and there was another side to the rally the anti-rally whatever you know I don't know if you pay attention in the news but we don't like each other there's this side and there's that side and we we uh, we scrap we fight and you can't be anywhere in the middle you either have to pick that side or that side the least popular thing you can be right now in this country maybe in the world is to walk out into the middle of a debate, into the middle of a protest, and a anti-rally, and a rally, and the counter-protesters, and walk out in the middle of that situation and go, Hey, can we all just get along? That is a surefire way to get your ass kicked by both sides. That might actually bring people together. If one brave soul, if one Jesus-type character walked out there, during the middle of a protest and an anti-protest and a rally and an anti-rally. And said, hey, hey, you guys. Can't we all just get along? I think both sides would look at each other and go, I think we need to join forces to beat this person into a Bolivian. And that's what would happen. Uh, <laughs> but this one, this actually was a sign of positivity. This, uh, this happened. This was a rally in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And, uh, it's, it's, the reason I'm happy is because no one died. And this isn't, uh, to pick one side over the other, I mean, because it's, I'm a comedian, you already know where I lie. I'm exactly where you think I am. If I was a multi-millionaire comedian, maybe I'd be on the other side, but I haven't made money yet, so it's hard to be on that side. But! This is the only good thing about this video. This is the one thing that gives me a little glimmer of hope that we're moving in the right direction. It was a fist fight. We just, they did it with these. They did it with these, just pop, pop, pop. Yes, someone went unconscious, but they woke up later. I hope, I think, I think they're normal. Maybe they have a concussion. But they're not dead. I'm so, all we need to do in America is just not shoot each other. Can we do that? Can we pull that off? Is that possible? Can we watch the movie Friday when uh, Ice Cube's character grabs a gun out of his drawer and Pops comes in and goes, What are you doing with that, son? He goes, I need it for protection. And Pops goes, back in my day, all we needed were these for protection. And he held up his balled-up fists and he said, if you had a problem with someone, you fought them. And you fought with these. This is all we needed. Because with this, you could live to fight another day. And that's what it is. There's no reason... To go out there and shoot somebody or get shot, don't do it. It's not—it's a—it doesn't make you tough. If anything, it makes you look pretty weak. I mean, is there a better way to show somebody that you can't win in a fight than to shoot them? Use your hands. And yes, maybe you will get knocked unconscious. Maybe you'll knock the other person unconscious. Maybe you'll both miss and cartoonishly fall into a like the side of a parked car. I don't know. But no matter what happens, you get to live to fight another day. Yes, there are freak accidents. Yes, you can slip, fall, hit your head, have a hemorrhage, you never live again. But the odds of that happening versus the odds of, I think he broke my nose, Ugh, but I'll survive, are way higher. The odds of you dying in a gunfight way higher than a fistfight. I get it. We don't agree use your words. I'm not a proponent of violence. Violence is not the answer. I doubt anyone has ever gotten their ass kicked and then voted for the other side. I don't maybe that's happened. I haven't done my YouTube research, but as far as I know, I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think one person was like, "I vote this way." And this person's like, "I vote this way." And then they fought, and then the guy woke up out of a coma and went That guy was right. I need to vote the way he said right before he punched me right in the eyes. So I think you should use your words. You should definitely use your words. But if it comes down to, you know what, I think I gotta kick this guy's ass. Don't grab a gun. Use your hands. Even if there's multiple people. What do you do? There's multiple people. How do I fight multiple people? Have you not grown up with action movies? How many times has Jean Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Chuck Norris defeated multiple people by his lonesome with no gun? Maybe he ran out of bullets. Maybe he left his gun and his other skin tight jeans back at the uh, back at the house, so he's out there naked essentially. What does he do if you're in that situation? Don't shoot anybody. Just you know, hope that they come at you. In an action movie type scenario where they come at you one at a time and you dispatch them with your pugilistic skills. You know? I think that's the best hope. I think that's the best we can w- work with and hope for and work towards. And any other positive thing I can say. That was a good left hook that that guy threw. Was that a left hook? I gotta rewatch this video. Jab. Yeah, that was a left hook. It's my favorite punch. Left hook's a good punch. I mean, if there's anything you can learn from that street fight is... You don't want to be the guy pressing the action. The safest spot you can be in is the backing up motion. That guy who went to attack... I get it. He was in blind rage. He was very angry. He's like, I want to kick that guy's ass. He keeps stepping back, so I got to come forward. But you're, what you're doing is you're leading with your face in that situation. You're coming forward with your big dumb face, and the left hook is perfect. He opened him with the jab, took a step back. The guy came forward, and he slipped off through the hook. I'm throwing actual punches here. I think you can hear them. But it's that's exactly what you want to pull off. It, it's perfect from the attacker's standpoint. I think that's good homework, you know? I he, Listen, he got knocked unconscious, but I don't think he's going to change his vote. I don't think he's going to vote differently in November. But from his standpoint, once he recovers, he can watch the video and go, Oh, I see what I did there. I came forward with my face. I should have came forward with my jab, worked behind it, and then maybe turned, worked an angle. Is that enough boxing? Uh, I don't even know if that's the correct boxing uh, jargon to be using in this situation, but I think it is. Don't attack. And if anyone attacks you, keep stepping back and off to the side. Back and off to the side. Back and off to the side. Never fight. But if someone wants to fight you, back and off to the side. Left hook is a great punch. Also a strong jab. If your jab is strong enough, they might change their mind. No one likes to get bopped in the nose. You ever hit yourself in the nose by accident? I have. I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I definitely stopped. Definitely changed my mind. Uh, sweating through my shirt. Oh, it's so hot. There's going to be a short episode this week. We're going to get to maybe 30 minutes, and then we're going to call it. Is this focusing? Good. Um, let's talk about this. got myself a YouTube recommendation for you guys. Not a YouTube recommendation. No, I have a Netflix recommendation for you. Uh, I quit watching *Handmaid's Tale*. Tapped out on season three. I know they're coming out with a season four. I don't care. I pushed for that woman to get out of that horrible country, and she's gotten to the finish line twice now and turned back around. For she forgot, you know, she forgot something. She keeps going back. I can't get into the show. So I started a new show. Uh, I started watching the show Away on Netflix. It's about a mission to Mars. Or so you think. That's what they... That's the pitch. They're like, hey, do you want to watch a show about a bunch of people getting into a thing and flying off the planet? Hell yes, because that's essentially pornography for us. It's a fantasy. We're like, what? I We... There's the option to leave. We don't have to be a part of this. We could just get into a spacecraft and into outer st- Hell yes, I want to watch this movie. Hell yes, I want to watch this series. I want to see how they do it. And I want to see if I can partake. I want to live vicariously through these characters who get to leave this very conflicted planet. Yes, please. And so I turn on the show. And it is, first of all, it's incredibly cheesy. Alright? It is... It, like, if this show wasn't on Netflix, it would be on ABC. It's essentially This Is Us. That's what this show is. Away is This Is Us if they took the overweight couple and shot them into outer space for no reason. All of their same issues they're having up there. It's the same... It's It's like they took a space show and then they ordered a cheese pizza. And just... It's incredibly cheesy. It's a lot of, okay, I mean, yeah... But I'm watching this for that. But okay, talk about that then. It is incredibly cheesy and super progressive. Uh, Away on Netflix might be the most progressive show on anything right now. It, I, it's, this is the cast. I wrote it down. They have a woman, uh, a female captain. They have a uh, Chinese... By the way, there's spoilers here. So if, if you don't want me to spoil the show, you turn this off right now. All right, so they have a female captain of the ship. They have a Chinese lesbian, an African Jewish botanist, yeah, Uh, an Indian with a hipster beard, a Russian with a drinking problem, and uh, the only uh, straight male co-star, they paralyzed him in the second episode. So... Which, by the way, I have no issues with any of those things that I just said, but I was just watching this and picturing some dude with a goatee and a visor just picking up his TV and throwing it at his fridge. That's how it's very progressive. And they they spend so much time not talking about anything that has to do with space. Like, I watched the space show so they could talk about flying in space and... Boy, do they not talk about flying in space. Like, the, uh, the African Jewish botanist is... Wait, wait, let's start there. How many astronauts do you think are heavily religious? I'm not saying they don't exist, but how many astronauts spend that much time in the field of science and then are still in this world of faith? I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it's a stretch. And I don't know how many Jewish Africans there are. Maybe there's a, a lot. Maybe there's a whole ton of them, and I just don't know. And I think they're about to explain his backstory on how that happened. But at the same token, well, and he's a botanist. He's a botanist, from, and he's going to try to grow plants on a ship, which I think has been done, wasn't that uh, Jason Bourne did that in one of the movies. He was in Mars, and he grew some kale for some reason. Was that Martian, I think it was? It was a movie that came out a few years ago. And then there's a, a Indian character because the whole idea of the show is that this mission to Mars is uh, every major country helping the mission to Mars. That's why there's an American, uh, the the female captain, she's from America. There's the Chinese. Uh, I don't know what her job is, but there's the Chinese astronaut. The 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 uh, I think the African Jewish botanist is from the U.K., so the United Kingdom's helping um the uh, indian i think he's a doctor on the show just a little stereotypical just putting that out there uh the indian with the hipster beard i believe is like he's an astronaut but he's also like the medical guy on there so if you have like a rash on your foot you show it to him um the russian is only there because he's the guy that's been in space the most he's been on the most missions so they brought him in they give him a drinking problem and he's a horrible father just to make sure, you know, Russians, boo. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. But they barely talk about anything about space. It's all like, uh, and like I told you, there's spoilers in this. The uh, The Chinese lesbian woman is married, but has a relationship with this person uh, that was helping her learn English, who's also Chinese. This, this young lady, and they start having a relationship. And then it's about that, about the rest of the crew finding out that she is in fact a lesbian. And then they, one of them outs her. And then they talk about the captain has to go, how dare you out her? And I'm like, I'm not saying that that's not important. I'm not in saying that that's not a good plot point or a good thing to be known. Like, hey, if you find out someone's uh, gay, you don't get to tell everybody. That's their thing to reveal. I get that, but this is a show about going to Mars i turned it on i thought we were going to mars I, I, can we go to mars still? does that still happen? they sprinkle in a little space and then a lot of other stuff like uh, the the african jewish botanist his foot falls off a chunk of his foot falls off and then uh, they come to learn that he's like oh yeah that happens in space sometimes where you're because of uh... the anti-gravity some of your body parts start to atrophy and then they fall off. And then the guy, there's a funny line in there. He goes, I haven't had sex in a while. Is that going to fall off too? And that's, I'm into that comedy. Uh, and then there's another one the, uh, the Russian alcoholic, horrible father. Um, he's losing his eyesight, which is a thing that happens in space sometimes. They don't have an answer for it, but sometimes you lose your eyesight. So he's slowly going blind. And. But those are just little bits. These are hour-long episodes where they just sprinkle in a little bit like, hey, remember we're in space? And then a lot of like, what? Like the the, the Indian hipster beard doctor got mononucleosis. He got mono in space, first of all. And, I, and then they have to like, everyone's wearing masks and suits because they don't want the virus to spread and everyone's on antivirals. So it's obviously like... uh You know, they're trying to talk to us down on Earth about the coronavirus and COVID and all that stuff. And I get that, but like, how the hell did he get mono in space? And here's a better question. If you watch the show, how does the Indian hipster beard doctor, he's been in space now for like three weeks. It is, his beard is perfect. It's immaculate. He is not touching that up himself. Where are, where is he hiding that barber? Is there like a New York barbershop in one of the corridors of the ship where you just bop in there and then they're they're playing like basketball on the TV and then they fix his beard and then he walks off? Every I bet you at the end of the season, because the whole mission supposed to take three years to get to Mars. By the time they get to Mars, he better have the worst beard on the planet or this show is ridiculous. And it's already ridiculous. But... This show is ridiculous if this dude still has a perfect, perfectly manicured beard by the time he lands on the red planet. Pouring sweat. That's what I am over here. Pouring sweat. I just feel it tickling down. I hate this shirt too. This shirt that I'm wearing. It's, uh, it's like that cotton that doesn't soak up. It's got like that scotch guard on it. So like instead of it catching sweat, it just lets it pour. Pour down your ribcage. It's a pretty good time. Um, what else do we have? Oh, yeah. We have, uh, as many of you know, we have some big wildfires going on in California. A good friend of mine, uh, fellow comedian here in the San Diego scene, Dewey Bratcher. Unfortunately, he lost his home uh, this past Monday, I believe, uh, living out in Hamul, uh, which is a, out there in San Diego's house burned down. There's a GoFundMe. Uh, which, if you follow me on any of the social medias, you can find the link to. They've raised a really good amount of money for him so far, so I think that showed him that he has a lot of support. But all of the state is on fire. And one of the earlier fires that I believe is still burning, uh, it might be gone, but who knows? I, I, I don't know. Someone knows, but it's not on the news all the time, and the news makes me cry, so I don't have the news on all the time. But the wildfire in San Bernardino, they found out, was caused by a pyrotechnic for a gender reveal party. That's right. They had a gender reveal party with like a thing that blew out the color of the smoke or the genitals that's going to be on the kid later. And then that pyrotechnic started this giant inferno that has now engulfed a lot of California. And can this be the moment that we put an end to gender reveal parties. Listen, I'm I'm not anti-parties. I love parties. It's a fun gathering. But I'm asking you parents, isn't the baby shower enough attention for the fact that you're pregnant? How much attention do you guys need? Because we know this isn't about the baby. The shower is about the baby because you're getting them gifts, but you're there, you're in all the photos. How much attention do you need for getting pregnant? We have the baby shower. Now we have the gender reveal party that's slowly killing the earth. Uh, This fire, actually, pretty quickly. Then you have, like, that photo shoot. How much do you need? You already have the shower, the reveal party. Then you have the professional photo shoot where in every photo the mom's, like, showing off her gut. She's holding it. Like, she's about to get a football given to her. Like, she's an NFL running back. That's how they make her hold the her belly. Like, a quarterback is about to stuff her with the football and she's going to run through the A-gap at 30 miles an hour. But every photo is her holding the belly and the dude on one knee kissing her belly like he just won the Super Bowl, like he's kissing a trophy. How much attention do you need as a parent? I think what it is is like, once you become pregnant as a couple, you realize that your social life is going to take such a hit. You're just grasping at the last bit of public attention from your friends that you can grab. And you're like, what? You're pregnant? When do we find out if it's a, a, a Innie or an Audi? When do we find out the genitals? We got a gender reveal. I'm going to hire a photographer. the baby shower, I'm gonna get a minivan, I know you're only having one kid, but I need something with 19 seats because I have no idea how to put in that car seat, it's so much, and it's like, how much attention do you need? you're having a baby, this is great, focus on the baby the baby knows what gender it is, it's gonna see it, eventually Ah, it's gonna figure out how it's fun, later, as it grows up does this need to be a party, and I'm pro-party, I'm pro-party, until it starts causing wildfires I've never been to a gender reveal party. Is do you, do you get drunk? Are there drinks? Are there drugs? Is it fun? Is it fun or do we just kind of watch you take pictures while everyone's excited around you? It's also a lot of pressure for the people. It's pressure for the people at the party. I've never been to a gender reveal party, but it just seems like a lot of pressure. Like, you have to cheer really loud no matter what the gender is but does one gender get a louder response than the other like if you say we're having a girl and someone's like yeah and then someone looks at that person going yeah and going you didn't mean it you wanted them to have a boy didn't you 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 chauvinist and you're like no i was that's how much all of it was fake i don't care what they have as long as it's healthy i just care that they have a healthy baby i don't care which bathroom it goes into or whatever just I don't care which shoe size chart it's going to have to use when it gets older. I just want it to be, why is everyone mad? Is that what it's like at a gender reveal, reveal party? It feels like a lot of pressure. It feels like a lot of unnecessary pressure. And then finally, the last thing I have, uh, because my life is just pure boredom, all I do is I, I scroll Twitter, I scroll Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, And I found the weirdest news story of 2020. Yeah, and that's saying a lot, because 2020 has been a doozy of a year. But I found the weirdest news story of 2020. Uh, Osama bin Laden's niece is a Trump supporter. I mean, that just sounds like I took a bunch of words, put them in a blender, and took the top off, and that's what splattered on the walls. That's what it's like. If I took a bunch of alphabet soup, threw it in a blender, took the top off, and I read what was on the wall, you'd be like, what? You just put a bunch of words together that don't make sense. It looks like you had a mini stroke. Did you just tell me Obama, Osama Bin Laden's niece is a Trump supporter? And You're like, yes, yes I did. I didn't even know Osama Bin Laden had a niece. I didn't know he had any family that kept the name. Like, there's no... You're not going to find a Jeff Hitler walking around. Or a Phil Mussolini. Everyone changed... Hey! Hey! You don't want to change... You still walking around as so-and-so bin Laden? Do you just not want to fly ever again? I, I don't... You want to check into a hotel with that name. That's the name you want to go with. I... uh, So many questions with this. But this news story is the weirdest one of 2020, by far. Move over, Will and Jada and August, you weirdos. Move over, Carol Baskins, take a seat way back. It is Osama Bin Laden has a family tree. And I looked it up. There's a bunch of them. And he's got a, he has a niece that's a Trump supporter. Top that. Top that, somebody else. I know Kanye West is like watching this going, I'm supposed to be the weirdest thing in news at all times. Beat that. How are you going to top that? Top that how? Challenge. Accept that challenge, Kanye. Take it to the moon. See what you can do. Have a gender reveal party that burns down all of California. That might do it. (laughs) That might pull it off uh... i think that's going to be the episode this week uh... before i go i want to read listen if you want to support the show if you want to support me go subscribe to my youtube channel they cut the checks they do it well and if you really want to support uh... look into being a member of my channel all you have to do is go over there and click join and you have three different tiers you can sign up for it's like patreon There's a buck ninety-nine four ninety-nine and nine ninety-nine a month the top level is called the cat person level and they all have different perks, uh, and I want to give a special shout-out to the people at the cat person level. I, have, I actually have the names up on my screen, ready to go. Look at that. Prepared. Uh, Elena1960 at Live. Stephanie M., Julia, Vina, Issa Dawn, Ellen Chestnut, Renea Spalding, Dustin Henson, Craig Rappaport, Judah Dean, I'm uh, Catherine Maya, Marilyn R X, Diane Norton, Ro- Laura Rolfson, Annette Bailey, uh... Amari garrison Quay, Serizanto, Tat P, Alan Nugent, Lauren Hornstra, Danny Cox. To you, I say thank you. And to all of you for listening, subscribing, downloading, streaming. Whatever you do to watch or listen to this show, I very much appreciate it. And uh, go watch the new clip I just posted on YouTube, live at the park. Oh boy, I can't wait for this year to be over. Ciao, everybody. (laughs)